Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Uh, good morning. Welcome in to the Out of Bounds show on ESPN 105.9 The Zone. Super excited about our next guest. And the show is driven by your next Ford F-150, pre-owned or new, at Mack Hike Ford, I-55 North in Jackson. They have the best selection of Ford F-150s in the Southeast. Mack Hike Ford, I-55 North in Jackson. We're live in the Bank Plus studio and our guests join us on the Farm Bureau Insurance Guest Line. And we want to welcome in longtime New York Yankees and Atlanta Braves play-by-play guy. He joins us again on the show. He is John Sterling. John Sterling, good morning. How are you? Well, I'm fine, Bo. Uh, one thing that interests me, you said uh, Atlanta Braves. I wouldn't think you're old enough <laughs> to remember uh, that I was with the Braves. I was in the 80s. It was great. Uh, this is going to be my 36th year with the Yanks. So I'm, I turned 50 in November, John, and um, we're about a five and a half to six hour drive from Atlanta. We have the Mississippi Braves here, AA affiliate. And in 1983, at 10 years old, I was upset. We had WTBS in our house and WGN. So uh, I, I was glued to the Braves and the Cubs. And I thought that Dale Murphy... Bob Horner, Claudel Washington, Bruce Benedict, Glenn Hubbard, Bedrock, among others, I thought they walked on water, John Sterling. <laughs> well, when you're that, I agree with you about that. When you embrace baseball at that early an age, I could name the names of, of the guys who uh, I grew up to, and I loved the baseball names. They, I thought were so different. And um, but you named all the Braves. I had a wonderful time. I was there five years with uh, and a sixth part of six year too with uh, with Pete and and Skip and Ernie, and it was uh, it was a blessing. I loved it, man. So I, my dad, um, well, my, our family went over to Fulton County Stadium for the first time in eighty three or four, and for a kid from Jackson, Mississippi, it was a big deal. Because Murphy well, was, I bet. Y- yeah, you you get it. You know when you're when you're ten years old, you're like, so I wore. I, I still make fun of myself. I wore my All Star baseball uniform to Fulton <laughs> County Stadium with my sweatbands, John Sterling, because I was so excited <laughs> to go see Dale Murphy and Bob Horner play. Well, I love it, uh, and they're two really good guys too. Dale Murphy just as great as advertised. And Bob Horner was really a good guy too. Tell well, me, they're not dead. They're still good guys, but 
then uh, when I knew them. So we've had Murph, what a treat for me later, as somebody who I thought walked on water and was a two-time NL MVP, and I had all his baseball cards along with Horners and everybody else's because I was big into Fleer and uh, Donruss and uh, uh, Topps cards. But uh, we've had Murph on the show, I don't know, six to eight times, and it's he's such a nice guy. What was it like to cover Bob Horner when he was at the Braves and you were at the Braves? Well, I like offensive players, and he was a terrific offensive player. He had a great swing. And Horner and I also um, shared something in common. We loved, in all these different cities, to go to the best restaurant. So uh, in that way, um, uh, I got along beautifully with Bob and, and obviously with Murph. And um, I wish I could tell you more. I mean, it, it was, you know, I had waited a long time. I had done other sports. I had done basketball and football and hockey, but I wanted to do baseball. Little did I realize I would do it till <laughs> until the cows come home. But um, I, I, that was a big thing for me. My first year was 83, and um, really everything about it was great. I mean, I guess people talk more about the 19-inning the game on July 4th, uh, my birthday, on, uh, what was it, 85 or 86? Anyway, ah, yeah. it was that uh, famous 19-inning game uh, that lasted till 4 in the morning. What was it like during that time to uh, call so many games at night, John, and then go into Wrigley and call day games? Well, it was a little tough the next day because uh, you could stay out a whole long time in Chicago. But, you know, <laughs> I was so much younger, first of all. First of all, you know, 83. That's 40 years ago. So I was 40 years younger. So, you know, everything was a little uh, different then, but very exciting because it was my first year. And I had waited to do this sport that I adored. I mean, I grew up at the right time with the Yankees when they won every year or almost every year. Anyway, I, I wish I could come up with great memories for you about Atlanta. I was, I'll tell you one thing. Bob Horner once hit four home runs in a game. Wow. And I did um, against Montreal on a Sunday. And I called one on radio and one on TV. But I had to go downstairs in the ninth inning to do the star of the game. I was the, the junior partner of the four. And um, and Horner hit his fourth home run. And I was kind of edged into the between the uh, the alleyway and the and the dugout. And uh, the tunnel of the dugout, as they call him. And Bob Horner hit the fourth home run and practically ran into my arms. <laughs> and so he was obviously the star of the game. I have to tell you about this game-changing product I used before a night out with drinks. It's called Z-Biotics. Let's face it. After a night out with drinks, I don't bounce back the next day like I used to. And I have to make a choice. I can either have a great night or a great next day. And that is until I found Z-Biotics. Every time I have a Z-Biotics before drinks, I notice a difference the next day. Even after a night out, I can confidently plan on hosting this show and being awesome without worry. Look, I won't lie. I was a bit on the fence about Z-Biotics initially, but then while hanging out with friends over cocktails, I gave it a shot. And believe me, 
It is the real deal. Go to zbiotics.com slash OOB to get 15% off your first order when you use OOB at checkout. Remember to head to zbiotics.com slash OOB and use the code OOB at checkout for 15% off. Thank you, Zbiotics, for sponsoring this episode and our good times. That's great. John Sterling, play-by-play uh, play for the New York Yankees since 1989 and was with the Braves before that. Uh, he joins us on the Farm Bureau Insurance guest line. Uh, all right, so you, the Yankees, what, um, you know, you, well, no, real quick, Harry Carey. Do you have, uh, obviously during the 80s, Harry Carey's calling Cubs games, you're both in the NL. Do you... Do you have a time when you spent a little time with Harry Carey or a story about meeting him or anything like that, John? Yeah. Well, I mean, I was really buddies with Skip, his son. So, um, you know, just because of that, I became friends with Harry. And then Harry told me something which is really true. And he said to me once, he said, you know, all the guys are good. He said, we just have different styles. And, of course, I have as different a style as anyone, so I think that's great. And I agree with Harry about that. Everyone is good. Everyone cares. And we just have different styles. Who who did you look up to? No. So you've you've lived you've lived the dream uh, doing this. I, I know it's work um, too, and I, lots you of travel. Bring up the age. You keep up bringing up the age of ten. <laughs> I think I decided when I was ten or eleven, I was going on the air. I love it. And so I never had to worry about school, which is a good thing. I was a terrible student. And um, I knew I was going on the air. And um, and then I finally got my first job, uh, 60 bucks a week, way upstate New York. And, um, and uh, February 1st, which is now three weeks from today or so, um, February 1st will mark my 64th year on the air, which really is amazing if you think about it. It is. <laughs> <And> to, <laughs> to be gainfully employed at my age is, is unbelievable. So, you know, I, I have nothing but um, I, I have no kicks. I've been very fortunate. When you you obviously wanted the Yankees gig, yeah. you're with the Braves, you're, you're in MLB, which has to be amazing. It, it, when you get the call, how, how did this come about? When you get the call to become the New York Yankees, the biggest franchise in MLB and one of the biggest sports franchises in North America, how did that come about, John? Well, it really is a story, and I'll tell it to you now. You asked the right question. Got to give you credit for that. Um, I was in Atlanta, and don't forget, I, I was the Hawks broadcaster all those years. I never missed a Hawks game. In fact, for my first Hawks game, which would have been the beginning of November at 81, um, I didn't miss a game till middle July 2019. And you know what? No one cares. It's not important, but it's a phenomenal amount of games. And uh, anyway, I came home one afternoon. Excuse me for a minute. Excuse me. I didn't want to cough on the air. Um, I got a phone call from um, a guy who's become a friend, Steve Malsberg, who was then a producer at ABC in New York, WABC, and they owned the rights for like 10 years and 
two years were up, and he said to me, would you like to do the Yankee games? And I said, well, uh, yeah, I, I've got to keep the Hawks. Imagine saying that. And um, <laughs> and I said to him, he said, we have a new general manager. He's coming this year. He hates the broadcast, and, and this is the end of the broadcast. And uh, I said, well, you know, does he know who I am? He said, does he, he said he's been watching and listening to you. This, don't forget, in the 70s, I was in New York. I did a three-hour talk show and a lot of play-by-play in football, basketball, and hockey. And, and then he could hear me, obviously, on TBS. So he said, yeah, he's, he's a big fan of yours. So I, I didn't have an agent. And I called up a buddy of mine who was a lawyer, and he had been a college basketball player, college and pro referee, and then my broadcast partner on uh, the Nets for a few years. His name is Mike DiTomaso. And so I called up Mike, and I said, you know, we'd call this guy and uh, see if you can make a deal. Do you know he called me back in a day or so? We have a deal. I got hired by the Yankees without an audition. When I was really young, I mean, 22, 23, um, I auditioned for a show in Providence on a radio station, morning rock show. And um, I had four auditions <laughs> for Providence. I didn't have an audition for the Yankees. It's been 36 years. Okay. So you get you get the, the job of a oh. lifetime. And... George Steinbrenner is there. Now, there's a tie to Mississippi in about 19, and you may correct me here, like 1991 or two, Buck Showalter, who played at Mississippi State under Ron Polk, and we've had on the show, and we know Buck is the manager. And I guess like just about every manager, it was Olin Water. Buck was close to getting it you know, getting over the hump and then Tory comes in and it's an unbelievable run. But, uh, what was it like to, cause Buck's, you know, pretty hard headed too. Um, and got an ego and I like him a lot, but what was it like to watch Buck Showalter and George Steinbrenner work together or top John? Well, George was so great to me. I have a lot of George Steinbrenner stories. I mean, he, Ooh. he was, um, first, uh, first of all, in, in Fort Lauderdale in, in uh, March of 89, I get on the elevator going down to dinner with people. And uh, who's on the elevator? George. And we're alone. And George said to me, I just want you to know, I always wanted you to do the Yankee game. <laughs> and uh, I was snowed. And, and then a few years later, he had been, the Yankees were awful. And he was getting really knocked. <laughs> and I said on the air, which he must have heard, I said, I, they, they keep on knocking George Steinbrenner, and they keep on knocking the general manager. Why don't they knock the players? <laughs> They're the ones who are losing and not scoring. And um, then a few days later in Milwaukee, during a rain delay, uh, I was walking around, nothing to do. And uh, we sent it back to the station where there were talkers on ABC. And um, 
George stopped me. He was in, uh, he was friends with Selig and he was in the, a box in Milwaukee. And he said to me, John, I just want you to know, you'll always do the Yankees. And if they try to replace you, I'll veto it. <laughs> so, so um, that, that my relationship with George. Now, Michael Kay and Susan as well, we got to be tremendous friends with Buck Showalter. I mean, we really we were like his crew. And it was great to watch him because he was he's so on top of everything. He's so committed. Uh, he worked so hard at it. Grand Canyon University's RN to BSN online degree program makes earning your bachelor's in nursing possible. Balance online coursework with local in-person clinicals to position yourself for potential leadership opportunities in the time you have from wherever you are. Leaving room for what matters. Achieve your goals with your personalized plan and team behind you. Find your purpose at Grand Canyon University. Visit gcu.edu. And um, I, have a, I have a good uh, Buck story to tell you. After the game, he'll watch the games two or three times. Wow. I mean, he's this guy is committed. And we're in Detroit in the old ballpark. And he's there until like one in the morning watching the games. And he says to the clubby, uh, the clubhouse director or whatever that is, they call him clubby. And he says to the clubby, uh, can I walk back to the hotel? And the clubby said to him, yeah, you can walk back. You won't make it. <laughs> he said, I'll get you a cab. So anyway, we had, it was a, it was a wonderful time. And, and, uh, like that Buck and George. And when the Yankees lost the 95 series, one of the greatest series I've ever done in any sport, but they lost in the last game. And to get to the bus, which was in center field, you had to go through the dugout and walk across the field. And after my post game, I'm alone coming downstairs. And there's George standing on the field. The proverbial steam is coming out of his ears. And uh, I walked past him and he said to me, don't worry, there'll be changes. Not you and Michael. You guys are great. <laughs> so... That's what I think of George Steinbrenner and um, and Buck and all the three of us, uh, Michael, Susan, and myself, are still buddies with Buck Showalter after all this time. Wow. John Sterling, play-by-play -play for the Yankees since 1989 and the Atlanta Braves before that. He joins us on the Farm Bureau Insurance Guest Line. Um, so you mentioned you were close to George Steinbrenner. Y'all had a great relationship. Talk about his drive and, you know, a lot of times people paint him as, you know, I don't know, a maniac or whatever, but he had, he had this drive and will for greatness and, and he drove the Yankee, the eighties were not kind to the Yankees, but the nineties and two thousands damn sure were talk yeah, about his I drive in, and will. Well, in Atlanta, um, I realized that the Yankees had a hell of a team in the eighties but they didn't have the playoffs then that they have now. If they had, they would have made the playoffs every year. Who knows what would have happened. But anyway, George, um, you can't be more committed to anything. Um, you know, the John McMullen's great line, um, he had owned the, the Astros and the New Jersey Devils. 
and he had been a limited partner of George Steinbrenner's, and he said there's nothing as limited as being a limited partner of George Steinbrenner. So, <laughs> um, but he was a very driven guy, and he, and he made sure his team had the best. And when Joe Torrey, who was a friend of mine, good friend of mine, uh, became manager in, in '96, um, Joe said, "I, I, uh, it was phenomenal to work for a guy who would do anything to help you win and not worry about the cost." Mm-hmm. And um, you know, I probably George Harmon has done a lot for baseball. I mean, he told them when free agency came in to be the beginning of baseball. He said, oh, "I'll be the end." These guys don't make so much money. Well, they're making a fortune, and baseball's never been bigger. So, Agreed. that was a George showed how to make money with a franchise too. So I'm sorry I have to leave you. I do have to run. Uh, Bo, thank you very much for having me on your show. John Sterling, we enjoyed it. We appreciate it. I hope you have a great day. Well, thank you, sir. You too. Appreciate it, John Sterling. Play-by-play for the Braves, Hawks, and Yankees. He joined us on the Farm Bureau Insurance guest line and got to uh, call some of the greats, including uh, Derek Jeter in that run under Torrey and and Steinbrenner where they knocked down several World Series championships. The show is driven by your next Ford F-150 truck, pre-owned or new. Go see our friends, our guys at Mack Hike Ford, I-55 North in Jackson. They'll take care of you and your family.